Hey, what's up? What's up? I'm Lisa Page, and this is my podcast. Lisa Page made me do it. Episode number eight. I love it. We're just rolling right along. So before we get into the show, let me tell you very quickly about my favorite bars, the Built Bars. I just ordered a box of 18 pina coladas, and then I think I'm getting the mango cream. Yeah, they're throwing in mango creams. There's always a deal with Built Bar. This is the best company because they're always incentivizing us to order more boxes, and then they end up hooking you up with like 700 extra bars. So you really are getting way more than what you're paying for. You're looking at a measly 110 calories for the Built Bar, 15 grams of protein and six fiber, four grams of sugar, four grams of fat, not bad. They also just dropped their new Built Burner, which has 18 grams of protein and only 120 calories. Don't ask me how they managed to keep the calories low, but this one is very good if you're looking for more of like an appetite suppressant situation. They do work the best if you eat a couple a day, you know, around 11 o'clock in the morning, around three or four, you know, you get into that awkward hour in the afternoon where you're really hungry, but you're not ready to eat a meal. I'm telling you, you're not going to find a better protein bar. I swear on my kids. I swear. Go to builtbar.com. Enter my name, Lisa, at checkout for a discount. That's builtbar.com. All right. Now that we got business out of the way, before I get back into a uh, part two of ask me anything, I just want to thank you for these questions. They're so good. And I'm glad that I put it out there and y'all responded and said, yeah, give us a part two. Personally, I love Q&A podcasts, vlogs, the IGTV segments, because you just find out so much more about the influencers that, you know, you watch every day. There's always like another zinger. (laughs) So uh, a couple of you were like, I didn't know you lived in Bucks County. I live in Bucks County. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are like details that I'm not regularly talking about. So you always find out something new when you're listening to someone do a Q&A. So I'm glad that you guys wanted a part two. I'm going to continue on with the thread that I left off on last week. But before I get into it, I just want to put it out there because I feel like the response is going to be a hell yes. My mom, AKA memes is flying down Saturday, do we want a little podcast with my mom? Do you want Marzi to get on here and talk? I can't guarantee that it's going to be the best broadcast you've ever heard. But when my mom and I are together, and I know this is going to come off sounding very vain, especially if you're new to me, but we are really f***ing funny. So if you're down for a little uh, exclusive memes appearance on a future podcast, definitely let me know. All right. Let me, let me just set the mood here. You know, since I record this podcast in the studio that I do my radio show in, I'm equipped with all the goods. I need to get the vibe right. I'm going to start doing this a little bit more because why not? All right, here we go. Oh baby. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? I'm losing my mind just a little. So why don't you just meet me in the middle, in the middle? Yeah, I know. The song is a year and a half old. I got it. I got it. But, you know, there are so many times I catch myself like daydreaming about one day being able to do a stage show or something, you know, where I do a meetup and I'm able to like get on stage and talk to you. And this would 1000% be my walkout song. I don't care if it's 10 years old. Into the kitchen, clothes all wet. I don't even know if I'm singing the right lyrics, but damn, Maren Morris. Such a good song. 
All right, moving right along. Let's get into part two of Ask Me Anything. Stephanie Mills is wondering how I manage a work-life balance. She says, I work part-time and have two kids and I feel like I suck at it all. Mom guilt kills me. I always feel like I should do more work. And then I feel bad for not volunteering at school as much as my friends who can be there for everything for their kids. Also finding time with my husband. How do you manage it all? I sometimes can't manage it all. See, this is where my anxiety kicks in. My type A personality really flourishes in these manic moments. Honestly, though, it's hard. It is very hard. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You get shamed if you work full time. You get shamed if you stay at home. Some people don't consider a stay-at-home mom a real job. Well, they're full of shit. The reason why Stu and I waited so long, I had Zach at 33. I had Ainsley at 35. But the reason why we waited so long to have kids was because one, we wanted to spend time with each other. We wanted to also be financially stable. Okay. I wanted to be able to take the time off from work. I wanted to have the option to go back to work. I didn't want to feel pressure if I wasn't feeling like I wanted to freaking commute and drink drag my ass back into New York every single day. And so waiting all those years allowed us the freedom to make that decision when the time came. My husband and I, you know, we have pretty intense careers and we were in that hustle mode. We're still in the hustle mode. But if we had kids in our 20s, I wouldn't have had the option to stay home. I wouldn't have the finances to put them in all these cool camps and do these cool things and really not think twice about doing this or that with my other friends and their children. As far as managing a work-life balance, there are definitely weeks where it's harder. I'm not gonna lie about it. Thank the Lord I am blessed with this job. And I know that it's not the same for everybody and we're all in different situations and we're all in different financial brackets and everything. But for me personally, I'm really able to customize my work schedule to my kids' schedule. And being able to do my radio show from home and pre-record it is a legit game changer. If this job didn't come around when it did, I probably wouldn't be in radio. Or if I was in radio, it would be part-time. I would be doing swing shifts at a local radio station down here in Dallas. Fortunately, my job does allow me the flexibility to be there for my kids and also work full time. I probably wouldn't have gotten this opportunity to land such a family-friendly job had I not hustled throughout my 20s and mid 30s. I obviously know this is not the reality for everybody. So don't think for one second I take any of this for granted. I really worked hard, but I worked hard purposely. So I was able to put myself and our family in the position that we're in now that allows me to be both mom and also a radio personality, a voiceover artist, and let's be honest, pop star in my head. I don't travel anymore. When I do interviews, they're mostly via Skype and I'm just in my studio and I'm able to pipe in Kelly Clarkson or you know, back in December, I talked to Lauren Daigle. She just called my Skype, did the interview, one and done. When it comes to the life balance part of everything, Stu and I do weekly date nights. This is a discussion that Stu and I had before we had Zach and we decided that we need to be going out every week. We need to figure it out. We need to book a babysitter. If that means I need to hire two or three babysitters and book them out two, three, four weeks in advance, that's what we would do. And we have been freaking awesome about it. There are rarely weekends where we don't go out Ask my babysitter, Taryn. Ask my babysitter, Tina. Between those two, thank God for Taryn and Tina, um, we're able to do that. And I think it's so important. I cannot for the life of me understand how anyone could feel guilty about going out on a date with your husband. I don't understand it. It's 
foreign to me. Your children will be okay for a couple of hours without you. I promise. You got to have a solid relationship with your husband or your partner. You got to be able to leave and have an adult conversation. You need it for your sanity. You need to go out with your girlfriends. You shouldn't feel guilty if you want to go get your hair done. You shouldn't feel guilty if you want to get your nails done. You shouldn't feel guilty if you just want a babysitter to come over while you go in your bedroom and you take a damn nap. You shouldn't feel guilty. Due to the flexibility of my job, I have been able to go to most of my kids' field trips and help out at the school with parties and whatnot. Uh, There is going to come a time, Stu and I were just talking about this, there's going to come a time where I'm not going to be able to get to a field trip or there's going to come a day where Stu can't make it to Zach's baseball game for some reason. But you know what? They're going to be okay. You do what you can. You make the events that you can make and don't stress about it. Sometimes I think we put way more pressure on ourselves than our kids do. You know, like they don't know what's going on. When you have young kids and you're trying to balance everything, work, activities, after school stuff, homework, volunteering, you know, big projects, events at the school or in the community, this is a time where you might need to delegate. For me personally, I would use a lifeline and I would call my husband and tell him he needs to come home and help me. I have to say though, uh, now that my kids are older, I'm really enjoying this age. Sure, they fight all the time and sure, I'm like a raging crazy person when that happens, (laughs) but I am in love with this season right now with my kids because they're so funny. Like my kids are so funny. I think everyone's kids at, at six and seven and eight are just funny. Listening to their little conversations back and forth, it's adorable. We have cameras all over the house. And so, you know, whatever room they're in together, I 100% drop in and listen to what they're talking about. And it's the best. It's so funny. There are conversations in the car when we're driving. They don't think I'm listening, but I'm listening. The best, the best, the best, the best. While we're on the subject of being helicopter moms, I do get asked a lot about the cameras in our house and we use the Nest Cams. They're super easy to install. You can get them at Lowe's. You can order them on Amazon. We have them inside and outside of our house. So don't try and break in. We also have a gun. So sorry if that upsets you. No, I'm not. All right, moving right along. Lori wants to know my favorite snacks and my favorite beauty finds. My favorite snacks right now at the moment are the protein ridges from Optimum Nutrition. Uh, Shout out to my husband for finding these a couple weeks ago at Vitamin Shop. He bought a couple bags of the cheddar and I love them so much. I, of course, jumped on Amazon and ordered the Sriracha barbecue. Or no, it's the Sriracha honey and then there's a barbecue. The Sriracha honey is my favorite, followed by the barbecue. And thirdly, the cheddar. I'm not crazy about the sour cream and onion. One bag is 170 calories and I believe 10 grams of protein. And you get a lot of crisps. I'm not talking 12 little baby crackers, okay? It's a good portion. I'm also loving the new Quest loaded taco tortilla chips. Ironically, I hate the bars and I hate their chips, but for some reason I'm hooked on the tortilla chips. Their cheddar are a total dupe of Doritos and each bag's only 140 calories and 19 grams of protein. So you're crazy if you haven't at least tried one. Stay away from the chips. You got to get the tortilla chips and all of the above are on my Amazon favorites page. You can link up in my profile and shop all the things I love. My favorite beauty products at the moment are my Marc Jacobs lip gloss and Cherry Moon. It's the hot neon fuchsia pink, whatever you want to call it. It's the pink that I've been wearing 98% of the time over the last two months. It's very similar to this other gloss color that I was obsessed with a couple years ago. And that 
shade was called Dollhouse by Anastasia, but typical, it was discontinued. This is why I'm always living in fear of my favorite products going away. With the exception of this Anastasia lip gloss, my buy in bulk method has served me well over the years. Rara is another beautiful shade that I love. It's more of a like peachy nude. Hey You is a recent find, again, by Marc Jacobs. It's a more of a cooler toned, like cherry red. I've been wearing that a lot lately as well and getting questions. So yeah, Hey You, Rara, and Cherry Moon are my top three favorite glosses. Since we are talking about Marc Jacobs, if you haven't tried his liners, you're missing out. These are the best liners. They blend out perfectly. My top three favorite shades are Irony, Overt, and Midnight in Paris. So most likely, if I'm on the gram and you're liking my eye makeup, chances are it's Marc Jacobs in one of those three shades just blended out. Next question is from Alyssa. When does Orange Theory become doable? Haha. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are so funny with the Orange Theory questions. And is the monitor worth the money? Will an Apple Watch do the trick? Absolutely, 100% the Apple Watch. It's all I wear. I have not worn a heart rate monitor in probably four years. I've been doing Orange Theory for over five years. I have like over 1400 classes under my belt. I mean, granted I had to ask for a brag board, but I got that damn brag board and I posted it and shared it everywhere. It was obnoxious. I'm owning it. As far as the workout itself goes, yes, it is totally doable, but I can absolutely see how someone would be intimidated by it if you haven't worked out in a while or you've never done a group fitness class similar to Orange Theory. I don't do CrossFit. I have absolutely no desire to do CrossFit, but I do know a lot of CrossFitters that decided to switch to Orange Theory because they were getting injured. They were getting like painfully injured and something had to give. If you're looking for a class that's going to whip you into shape, if you put in the work and that's challenging, then try Orange Theory. The first class is free every day. It's a different template. So we're never doing the same thing two days in a row. You're working different body parts every day. Trust me. I will, as you know, I'm a creature of habit, but normally with me and gyms, we just, we don't really mesh. I never liked going to the gym by myself. I never knew what I w was doing and I was bored and I would get into the weight room and I'd do like four reps and then just, you know, walk around and had to believe it was horrible. Orange Theory holds me accountable. Um, you know, I have friends there now and we all love it. You know, I can't get enough. I'm going like six days a week. I do know of a couple of people who happen to work out twice, not necessarily do two workouts at Orange Theory, but work out at one gym and then come to Orange Theory. That's crazy. This is what I think. If you are feeling like you need to work out twice, then you're definitely not working out hard enough the first time around. The last thing I'm doing is two separate workout classes a day. Orange Theory offers 90 minute classes once or twice a month. Do you think I've done one? No. I think the last time I did a 90 minute class was four years ago and I almost died. My body, it's checked out after 60 minutes because I'm working freaking hard. I'm sweating. Granted, I'm not a head sweater. Thank the Lord, but I'm working. I'm sore and I'm not doing one more stroke on the rower when that class is over. Getting back to the heart rate monitor. No, you don't need it. I only use my Apple watch. It's the closest and most accurate, I think. And the reason why I've come to this conclusion is because I have a heart rate monitor for my Peloton. And so when I wear my Peloton heart rate monitor, it almost like within maybe 10 calories matches up perfectly to my Apple watch. I always found that their heart rate monitor totally overestimated my calorie burn by almost 200 calories every class. No, thanks. Homie, don't play that. 
Stick with your Apple Watch if you have one. You're fine. Marsha wants to know my favorite cleaning products and hacks. Here's something I learned a long time ago, and it really works. I'm sure by now you know this, but I'm still amazed at how well the magic eraser takes out dirt from grout. A friend of mine 10 years ago was telling me about how to clean grout. And rather than like sit on my floor and scrub, 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 he was like, just take a magic eraser, you know, soak it up, get it damp and then hit the grout. And this stuff is legit. The magic eraser I use for everything, everything on the walls, everything on my doors. I also love Folex for messes on carpets. It's worked well on poop and crayons, marker stains, spills, dog pee, you know, all that fun stuff. Another hack that I have been using for years, it's the best. I learned it from my mom, is Barbasol, like old school Barbasol shaving cream. It's like $289 at Walgreens. That Barbasol. This stuff came in so clutch at the most desperate time. I remember we were moving from one house to another here in Texas and we were having a showing. My mom was down visiting and I was doing that crazy mad dash in and out of bedrooms and bathrooms, dumping garbage cans. And our back staircase had white carpet right up the stairs. And when I was running up the stairs, like a mad, crazy woman trying to get everything cleaned up last minute, what I didn't realize was there was a hole in the garbage bag and red Gatorade dripped out all up the stairs. That was fun. You want to talk about a panic attack? I was losing my shit. So my mom grabbed the Barbasol. Also, it helps that we got the stain right away, but the Barbasol took the red Gatorade out of my very white carpets within minutes, minutes. This stuff is so good and it's less than $3 a can. Everyone should have old school Barbasol in their collection of cleaners. I am a huge fan of the Swiffer Wet Jet. I love the wood Swiffer Wet Jet. We have hardwood floors throughout our house and every single night I mop the whole downstairs. Yes, that sounds crazy, but I am crazy. Piper brings in so much dirt. She's always outside and we have the scraped hardwood floors. So you see everything, everything. And I have found that the Swiffer Wet Jet, the wood edition with the wood cleanser and the wood pads works better than the Bona mop any day. And I used the Bona for a long time. I don't know why I'd never tried the Swiffer Wet Jet Wood Edition until, I don't know, the last six months, but I'm obsessed. I have two separate Swiffers, one for the wood floors and another one for just the bathrooms, the tile. We have stone flooring like throughout the back of our house. And so the regular cleaner works fine and it picks up so much dirt. Those pads are magical. I get like a high after I'm done and I see the amount of dirt these little pads pick up. Kelly is asking about low cost beauty faves and dupes. My favorite dupe by far is the beauty blender dupe. There's no reason why anyone should be spending $20 on a damn sponge. My latest and most recent find and that I love so much is the e.l.f. one from Target and I think it was $5. It's awesome. It's huge. It's angled. It's perfect for moisturizers, foundations, but also blending concealer and setting your translucent powder under your eyes. There's also a set of eight beauty blenders that are the perfect dupes. They look exactly like beauty blenders. I mean, I guess they all do. And they come in like, I think a pack of eight on Amazon. Those are linked to my favorites page and they're $8. You're paying a dollar 
per beauty blender. So you're getting a pack of eight. They're going to last you forever. I mean, I probably use the same sponge for about a month before I toss it. And so you're definitely getting the best bang for your buck. Go to my Amazon page to grab your cheap beauty blender dupes. Another recent purchase that I did not discover. Somebody else discovered it. It was one of my virtual friends. It's the Copper Tone SPF Glow Sunscreen. This is amazing because I'm always looking for some shimmer on my arms. You know, I like to work out my arms. I also like to show them off. No shame. Self-love. You can get it at Walmart. It's like $7. You can also, of course, get it on Amazon. That's on my favorites page too. It's in sort of like a light pink tube. And again, it's SPF 50. How do you deal with difficult people family-wise and work-wise when you have to get along but need to assert yourself? All right. So uh, fortunately, I haven't really had to deal with these situations. You know, I work from home. It's been a little over eight years since I've worked in like a corporate environment where I've had to deal with people other than my dogs and my children. And as far as family goes, we don't have a lot of family down here. My sister's family is moving to Connecticut next month. So really the only family we have down here now is my brother and Stu's aunt and uncle and their daughter, Kirsten. And we get along with them tremendously. Kirsten's like a sister to me. My kids think of uh, Debbie and Bill as their like pseudo grandparents. And right now, actually, everybody send prayers to our Uncle Bill. He's been in the hospital for, oh gosh, like I don't even know, over two months. Uh, He's getting better every day. It's a long story, but he's on the road to recovery. And uh, we're just hoping that he's home soon because my kids want to hang out with him again. They really miss him. So shouts to Uncle Bill. We love you. Next question. Lisa, I've been following you for a long time. I followed your weight loss journey. You look great. How much weight have you lost and how have you managed to stay lean? This is a very good question. Let me start off by saying I never considered myself at any point overweight per se. However, in the past, I was not at my happy weight. I'll put it that way. I knew I had to drop some LBs. I was miserable. And to clarify, once again, I'm talking about way before I had kids. This was in my mid to late 20s. When I was doing mornings, I told you in a, you know, a podcast earlier, when I did mornings in Philly, that's when I put on the extra 22 pounds. It sucked. I started Weight Watchers back in the day when I was, I don't know, probably 26 or 27. And that's how I lost the majority of the weight. I started doing curves. And once I got going and started to see the weight drop off, I was feeling better and I wanted to do more. And that is around the time I transitioned into running. So I was doing curves and I started running and I didn't just one day decide I'm gonna run five miles. It started off very slow, you know, walk run. And then my walk run turned into a very slow jog. And every third or fourth day I would push myself to go a little bit longer. I remember my Sony Walkman, oh my gosh talk about throwing it back. But that was when I had time. It was before we had kids. It was just Stu and I, and I had the flexibility in my schedule to run whenever I wanted. And that quickly became something I really enjoyed doing. I found myself really looking forward to going on my daily runs. I think by the end, I had run a handful of 5Ks and 13 half marathons. It was crazy, but it turned into something that I loved to do. And I ran for years, you know, even throughout my pregnancies, I ran. And that's really what helped me lose the initial weight. And I was able to lose the weight quickly after both pregnancies because I exercised throughout both. I ran halfway through 
my pregnancy with Zach, I remember I was five months pregnant and I fell on the sidewalk on my belly. That was a whole big to do. I had to go to the hospital, had to check his heart rate, my heart rate. I was all scraped up. I was a mess. So after that fall, that's when I decided maybe I shouldn't run anymore, at least not for the rest of this pregnancy. So I just picked up spinning. I was spinning at the time, but I wasn't spinning as much as I was running. Are you following me? So for the rest of my pregnancy with Zach, I only took spinning classes and At some point, I think I was six or seven months pregnant is when I did the Mad Dog Athletic Training course and got certified to teach spinning, but I never did anything with it. Mm -hmm, Fun times. After Zach was born and I was clear to exercise is when I picked up running again, but I wasn't as psychotic about it. I really was intentional about mixing it up and not just running every day. Plus, at this point, we're in Texas and it's hot as balls. So I'm spinning and I'm running, not running as seriously. And that pattern lasted throughout my pregnancy with Ainsley. And since I stayed active while pregnant with both my kids, it was a lot easier for me to lose the weight. I mean, sure, I had to work at it, but it didn't take me two years. I maintained my pre-pregnancy weight for a long time. It wasn't until recently, probably within the last three years, is when I started noticing the weight creeping back on. Two pounds here, another three pounds there. I couldn't figure out why. None of it was making sense. Legitimately, I was working out, busting my ass at Orange Theory five and six days a week, eating good. I mean, I wouldn't say I was eating the best, but I also wasn't eating shit every day. Still, the weight kept creeping on. And before I knew it, I'm 17 pounds over my pre-pregnancy weight. To say I was discouraged at this point is an understatement. Ask my poor husband. I was miserable because I could not figure out why. It did not make sense. I went to my OBGYN so confused and just really bummed. And she told me I was over-exercising and that I needed to give my body a rest. She suggested, wait for it. She suggested yoga. Now, if you know me, you know I don't like yoga. I never have and I never will. It's not my thing. She also suggested that I just walk. Just walk. In my head, can you imagine? I was raging inside my head. I was thinking, you are insane. There's no way I'm doing either of these things. She checked my thyroid. Everything seemed to be fine. So that was just a waste of an afternoon. I left her office even more discouraged, even more mad. I didn't get the answers I wanted. So what the hell am I supposed to do now? I'm certainly not doing yoga and I'm definitely not walking. The only walking I'm doing is with Piper. So fast forward a few months, I'm still sticking with Orange Theory. I'm eating relatively normal, nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary. The scale is not budging. I have not lost any weight. It wasn't until last April that I found a doctor in our area who specializes in like diabetes, hypothyroidism, hypertension, you know, a bunch of different common medical problems that can make it difficult to lose weight. And I'm thinking, there's definitely something wrong with my thyroid. There's gotta be, I'm working out. Why can't I lose even a half a pound? This is the time where my savior, Dr. Lopez does the swoop in. I found her through a friend. Her wait list was ridiculous. I had to wait a couple of months to even see her, but I was able to get in and get a full blood panel done. And, you know, eventually a month or two after I had my blood work done, I met with Dr. Lopez and come to find out my progesterone levels 
were basically nothing. My estrogen was high, but I had no progesterone. My levels were so messed up. My doctor explained to me, I mean, she sat down with me and thoroughly went through everything they tested and explained to me that because I had no progesterone and I had estrogen, the levels were all out of whack and my brain was thinking that I had an underactive thyroid, but in fact, I have a very active thyroid and my body was holding on to the weight because it thought I had a underactive thyroid. So this cleared up so much. I got on progesterone and my doctor said, listen, take this, take it every single night. I still take it. She said, take it every single night. It's going to be a few months, but it will kick in. And then eventually you're going to start losing weight. And I remember I started taking the progesterone in May and Towards the end of July of last summer is when I started noticing the numbers on the scale. Holy shit, moving. They're moving. They're going in the right direction. They're coming down. Oh my gosh. Praise be. So the progesterone is really what has helped me. Now all of my levels are normal. I'm balanced. I'm continuing and I will always, well, I guess I'll continue until my doctor says I don't need it anymore, but I feel like I'm always going to need it. Progesterone every night. I take a testosterone supplement. I do my slim shots every week. I've cut soda out. I would be lying if I told you I didn't have a can of Coke Zero every now and again, but it's not nearly as much as I was once drinking. I'll do water occasionally. If I'm going to go for something carbonated, it's one of my little refresher drinks that I've been talking about for the past few weeks on Instagram. I don't really snack in between meals anymore, and I just make sure that I'm getting my protein. I'm at my happy weight, and I've been able to successfully maintain around this weight. I give myself some wiggle room. But generally, my weight has remained the same since January. If you're having the same issues, I highly suggest you find a doctor that specializes in hypothyroidism, hypertension, weight management. Look for a doctor in your area that can do all of that. Go in and get a full blood panel done, and I think you'll get the answers you're looking for. I'm so happy I found my doctor. I see them every week because I get my slim shots. I always weigh in every week, so they have a record of where I'm at. I have a record. I go in every couple of months to get refills on my prescriptions, and it's been great. I mean, I haven't had any issues and I'm the happiest I've ever been because now I know what the problem was. I realized that was the longest answer in history and I sort of just went off. And that's why this podcast is now over 30 minutes long. Who am I? I hope at least you were able to take something away from my ramblings and you were able to find something within this episode that I can go make you do. Hence the title, Lisa Page Made Me Do It. If you enjoyed this, please rate and review it. It only takes two seconds. I would appreciate it. Subscribe and share. And if there's anything you want me to touch on in future podcasts, do not be shy. Lisa Page made me do it on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can email me, Lisa at Lisa Page made me do it. That was a long one. That was a good one, but it was a long one. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you uh, tonight on the radio and next week, same time, same place. Thank you so much again for listening to Lisa Page Made Me Do It.